Good morning, it's Thursday, September 21st, and this is Slices of Wenatchee. We've got new episodes out on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, so make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Candidates for Wenatchee's next mayor took part in a debate last week as the 2023 election season begins. Today, we'll take a closer look at what they had to say about the local housing inventory and homelessness. And later, the 31st Wenatchee River Salmon Festival is back. Before we begin, have you joined Neighbor yet? If not, download the app today and join local conversations about issues that matter. Neighbor is a site just for our local community, focused on facts, not misinformation. Best of all, it's free for everyone. To learn more, visit wenatcheeworld.com slash n-a-b-u-r. Now our feature story. Candidates for Wenatchee's next mayor took part in a debate Wednesday as the 2023 election season begins. The debate was hosted by the Wenatchee World and Wenatchee Valley Chamber of Commerce at Pibus Public Market and moderated by us, the Wenatchee World. Running to replace three-term mayor Frank Kuntz are Brian Campbell and Mike Poirier. Campbell served on the city council from 2012 to 2016. He gave up his seat on the city council in 2015 when he ran for mayor against the city's Kuntz. Campbell was replaced on the council by Poirier. Poirier sat on the council position until 2020 when the city council redistricted, but was elected back onto the council in November 2021. The debate included questions from our readers, chamber members, and those in the audience. One subject many wanted to hear more on was housing. To start, we'll share candidates' response to the question, should the city do more to help increase housing inventory? Brian, we'll start with you. Should the city do more to help increase housing inventory? If so, what should they do? Uh, yes, we definitely need more housing inventory, uh, especially affordable housing. All of the forums that I've been at and all the discussions and the people that I've talked to, I would have thought crime would have been first on people's list, uh, but it was actually affordable housing. And um, that's something that we really, really need in the city. Uh, we've got a, a homeless task force that's also working to try to get people into housing, and that's uh, you know, it's headed up by Sasha Sliman. That's a great group that have gotten together community leaders to work on the affordable housing. And um, it, it's so critical to have that in the inventory, which is why I was so dis- disappointed when um, the council actually voted to eliminate the 84 units of affordable housing they had in the queue under the uh, 12-year tax abatement program. And, um, you know, it was, a, it was a nice enrichment to the developer, but uh, it was a really uh, disappointing for the community because they worked so hard they uh, have incentives so that we can get the affordable housing up and running. And um, we, have, we have Tom Neese left, though. He common ground. That's a, that's a really, really good program that we need to support. So, yes, uh, affordable housing is extremely important in this community, and it's something we have to work very hard on. Uh, Mike, your thoughts? The affordable housing, so first of all, it, the 12-year is still in place. So I want to make sure Baron stand that. That's a tax incentive for anybody of four blacks or, or bigger. It's actually going to be brought up, I believe, in city council this Thursday about looking at, at re-looking at this. This this affordable housing uh, tax incentive was, has been in place, and it's created quite a few apartments, as you guys all know, into our city. So it's work, but it's time now to how how are we going to get that affordable housing piece? How are we going to get that tax incentives? And we need to look more as a region. We need to look at East Wenatchee, Chelan County, Douglas County. As a, as a regional aspect of how we can come together to help with this. We also are doing infralots uh, to help 
uh, ADLs, and that's going to help with additional dwelling units. Um, that'll help with our in infrastructure. It'll help with knowing that we can get more people here with affordable housing. I'm looking at trying to make a tax incentive that'll allow maybe some also existing housing that maybe we can keep some rents, uh, 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 try to keep those rents down also. But yeah, this is exciting. We all know we need affordable housing here and that's what we need to continue to do in the future. I'm right. Yep, that's correct. There are some other programs that we're thinking about. Uh, there have been some law, tax law changes, not tax law, but state law changes to where on any uh, buildable lot now that you can put a duplex or an accessory dwelling unit on that property. Even a, a fourplex can be put on the property as long as one of the units is designated as affordable housing. So there are some programs in, in the in the um, in the works to try to help with the affordable housing issue. The biggest thing is. We want affordable housing, yet you look at all the laws that get passed. Um, the uh, EPA now with lead and arsenic in our soil and requiring that we go in and, and uh, make, do an abatement for that. And that's that could be up to 25000 per lot. So I don't know how you continue to uh, try to provide affordable housing when the cost of building keeps going up significantly. Later in the day, candidates were asked, does the city do more to address its homelessness problem? Here's what they had to say. Hey, Mike, we'll start this next question with you. Does the city need to do more to address its homelessness problem? And if so, what? Well, sometimes we don't see, first of all, homeless is somebody's mom, dad, brother, sister, child. So these are human beings. So we need to take that in consideration. What's really nice about what's going on at this time, we're also on the verge that we're going to be able to help reduce homelessness here. What we had to set up was we had to set up um, housing, we have 44 units going into South Wenatchee, and that'll help with 88 people. Once we have that, we can look at different codes, and and we can look at codes. We can also look at ways to, because now we have adequate housing for homeless, and now we can actually help with some of our laws and help with being able to transform some of these people into better quality of life. And it is a health safety issue, and it's something that we need to be concerned. Right? Yes, we need to be very concerned with the homeless. That's also kind of on the top of people's lists. Um, there's a couple of different angles to that. One of those is the effects on the businesses. I just talked to a, a business owner downtown yesterday who had her e-bike facility broken into and her e-bike stolen. And she was in, in tears didn't know if when her lease comes up in October, she's going to be able to stay in town. Uh, this is a really critical problem. The main thing that we have to focus on is to make sure we're taking care of, you know, the existing homeless that are here. Uh, we've heard stories of, you know, homeless being bussed in and that kind of thing. And I've talked with the homeless quite a bit. Every time I run across one, I talk to the, the homeless person. And, and um, very interesting, a diverse group of, of people. Uh, some of them are the locals, of course, they deal with on a regular basis. There's mental health issues. There's uh, substance abuse issues. We've got a facility that uh, we're trying to get going to help with some of the, the substance abuse. But uh, the mental illness is, is something that we're going to be dealing with. A lot of these people have come from out of the area, and they tell me the reason they've come here is because we have such good services. And we are a very com compassionate community, and we need to take care of everyone. Um, we, we can't put them aside and forget about them. And the government tends to spend a bunch of money and, and kind of get them out of sight, out of mind. 
but that doesn't get them back into you know, being productive members of society. So we really need to focus on uh, rehabilitation and getting people back into the uh, into the community and, and working and paying taxes. And so, yeah, the homelessness problem has become huge. There's uh, several businesses I've talked to. They've had vandalism. They've had, you know, urinating on the street, all of those kinds of things. So uh, we've got it. We've got to tackle the homeless issue. And, and we do have a task force in place and, and we're working hard on that. And Mike, we definitely need to take care of our own. But it's also the responsibility for every community to take care of their own. And that's something that we lack with sometimes with our fellow uh, East Wenatchee, Schlan, Douglas County. We need to be all responsible to take care of our own. There's definitely a, uh, there's definitely a, 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 in the next six months, there is solutions to help with this homeless situation that we have. And it's coming into play. And actually the city has in the last three to four years to put things into place that it will make a change. You wait and see. Six months from now, you're going to see less people on our streets in Wenatchee. For more coverage on the debate, visit WenatcheeWorld.com or tune in again on Saturday. Next, the 31st Wenatchee River Salmon Festival is back. This year, the festival takes place at the Rocky Reach Dam Park and Discovery Center. Why the change? The previous venue, Leavenworth National Fish Hatchery, is getting a makeover. But hey, the new location means a shorter bus drive for the 1,500 third and fourth graders who attend. Kristen Lodge from Chelan County PUD shared their excitement about hosting the event, hinting at past memories of fishy artworks using real salmon. Beyond the fun, there's a dedication to conservation. Chelan County PUD, among others, ensures a no-net impact to salmon, with various protective measures at the Rocky Reach Dam. The festival doesn't forget its roots, either. A Native American village representing 13 tribes showcases rich traditions. Brodus emphasizes the Columbia River is more than water. It's history, culture, and life. This festival celebrates that essence. From its humble beginning as a conversation about salmon beauty, the festival now attracts thousands. Want more details? Visit salmonfest.org. Thanks for listening. For more information on all the stories you heard today, visit us at WenatcheeWorld.com. The Wenatchee World has been engaging, informing, and inspiring North Central Washington communities since 1905. We encourage you to subscribe today to keep your heart and mind connected to what matters most in North Central Washington. Thank you for starting your morning with us, and don't forget to tune in again on Saturday. Saturday.